You're listening to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast with your host, Melody Spencer. This is episode 16. Hey guys, welcome to the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Melody Spencer, and I'm super excited to have Emily Walker here. So Emily is a learning designer. She helps design courses for people and get the most out of their courses that they can. So Emily, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today too. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do and how you help your clients. So as a learning designer, I help people take all their years of knowledge and experience and transform it into an online program that makes an impact and gets results for their audience. Um, So I like to say that as a learning designer, I wear lots of different hats. Um, One of my favorite things that I do is I really help people cut through the overwhelm that comes up when they're designing an online course. Mm -hmm. So often people are just so passionate and so close to their topic that it's really hard to see what the key essential ingredients are for putting together a course that's really going to change their audience's lives. So I help you take a look at it provide an extra set of eyes and really put it together so that it's a learning journey to really transform your audience. Wow, I love that learning journey because you're right, it is really overwhelming to create a course. Um, I created my first course back in January and it took a lot of time. And in the end, I was like, this is okay, but do I ever want to do this again? Because it's so much work. Um, And I'm creating another one now with a collaborator. And yeah, you're right. When you're so close to the subject matter, you're like, oh, does this make sense? Would people like this? I don't know. You second guess your process. It's just hard. That is so true. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with. And it's something that's not talked about a lot. I mean, like putting a course together is a lot of work. It's super rewarding. And it's so amazing at the end of the process to look and be like, I made this and I am sharing my knowledge and my passion with my audience. But the process can be super hard. And I, and I think it's something that people kind of maybe aren't aware of when they first get started. And especially when you're just so excited about your topic. That's what I like. I love seeing so much because people are just, it's your time to totally nerd out and just be super geeky about whatever it is that you're passionate about. But when you're teaching from that heart-centered place, from that place with soul, then you just want to keep giving and giving and giving. Mm-hmm. And then it can be hard because you're like, oh, I just designed a course that has like 18 hours of video I have to record and mm-hmm. so many different worksheets and activities. And, and that's kind of where I like to come in and go like, is, is that actually, you know, what is needed here? And how can we make, you know, your learner's lives easier, but also your life easier for putting a course together? Mm, yeah, that's so true. Because yeah, uh, that's exactly how I was. I wanted to give so much information. And in the end, everybody that took my beta course was like, this is great, but there's so much information. I didn't have time to finish it. Yeah, <laughs> because I just wanted to give everything. And then I was like, Oh, yeah, I could see how that would be overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and I think it's, it's, I, I was like, I read this great 
metaphor about that, about when you're designing learning, thinking about it, like if you're preparing someone to go out for a walk and it's like, it's sunny and there's a few clouds in the sky and like maybe there's some mountains. And if they're going out for the walk, would you be like, okay, like take a light jacket and like take some snacks? Or would you go, here's a parka and here's an umbrella and here's some boots and a change of shoes and a formal outfit in case you (laughs) need that. And you know, like take this and take that and take this. And all of a sudden this person is just wearing like 18 layers of clothes and like has two giant suitcases because you're giving them everything they need just in case instead of paring it down to the like the essentials that like bite-sized practical piece that they actually need Mm, yeah so let's backtrack how did you become a learning designer I love this question because my answer is always like I kind of face planted into the field like I didn't I (laughs) was I was not looking for it. I didn't even know that the field existed. I actually started doing it as part of a job without realizing that's what I was doing. I was, it was when I was doing my master's and I had a job at the university and it was um, making student ID cards. So I was the person who like got to take your photo and tell you that your cheesy smile looked really good and then like print it out on a card. And part of that was we were transitioning to all this new software and everyone was freaking out because they did not know how to use this new software. And we were about to have something ridiculous, like 3000 new students come in in September. And so I told my manager, I was like, well, what if I put together like a guide and then like some face-to-face training to help the staff with this transition? And she's like, Oh yeah, go for it. And I was doing it. And I was like, man, I love this. Like, this is so fun. Like I, I was like, I like looking at all the things that people have to learn and like putting it together. And so I was doing it and, and I just, I was like, Oh, I really enjoy doing this, but I didn't really think much of it. And then through just kind of this, like really like series of serendipitous events, I was out for coffee and someone that I knew from elementary school, oh, wow. her mom was like walking by and I started talking to her and it turns out that she's a learning designer. And I was, she was just kind of catching up with me and like, tell me what I was like, asking me what I was doing and, you know, telling me what she was doing. And I was like, wow, like, that's so cool. Like I, I just kind of did that without knowing what I was doing and I really enjoyed it. And she was told me, she's like, well, my partner's going on mat leave. Like, do you want to like have some work? Wow. <laughs> and, and it just comes on the rest is history. I was, I was working with her and it was just like, the, like it was just such a series of just, it was just a really good example of like kind of universe synchronicity working on my side being like, this is a field that just lights you up from the inside out. And like, let's just move the pieces to get you into it. Yeah. Wow. That is very serendipitous. So from that place, how did you become an entrepreneur? How did you say, oh, I'm going to own my own business? Well, how it worked was working with this woman. It was subcontract work. So I was technically tiptoeing into the field of running my own business without really knowing that's what I was doing. Like, can you sense a theme here? Mm -hmm. Um, And and so all of our, our work was corporate work. And so I was, you know, technically self-employed, but all of my work was coming through her. And I was taking on these projects where I was learning a ton and getting these really great skills and being able to do something that I was passionate about. But the content of the training and the learning that I was designing was not exactly super fun because it was all like compliance training Mm. and, you know, very corporate and just not as much room for creativity. And I'm such a creative person. And 
And so I was just, I started kind of putting my feelers out and I had this very brief moment before I got into learning design where I thought I wanted to be a brand developer. Mm. And, and so I got super into like, you know, the style boards with the nice logos and the Mm. fonts and the color palettes and, and all those things. And so that really opened the door to me to the online entrepreneur world. And so while like part of my brain was thinking like brand developer, online entrepreneur, and then learning designer, corporate, you know, in Victoria where I am. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, what if there was a way I could connect these two things? And so I was kind of like grappling with it and, and trying to figure out a way that would work. And meanwhile, this was just as the wave of like online courses was really starting to wash over the online entrepreneur world. And I saw all these people creating these courses and wanting to create these courses. And I saw tons of resources available on how to market a course and launch a course and have a really successful launch. But I didn't see a ton of resources on how to actually design a course that supported the learner. You know, that wasn't just here's how to outline your modules or here's how to validate your idea. There wasn't anything about, you know, how do you put an activity together so that the learner can really get the most out of it? Mm -hmm. Or how can you structure a course so that the learner stays motivated and doesn't drop off? You know, or all these different things that I was really applying in, I will say the real world, but you know, (laughs) everything in the real world, but you know, in my day job. And I was, and so I was like, that's it. Like, that's what I want to do. I was like, I want to share these, this, you know, theory based and all the information and the psychology and all the stuff that's going into designing adult learning in the corporate and the academic world and pull it through a filter of, you know, taking out the jargon and turning it into just normal talk and making it accessible so that anyone who wants to be able to, you know, teach from their heart and share what they know and love with their audience can. Wow. Yeah, that's so great. You're right. I don't see very many people doing that. There's a ton of courses that are like, here's how you decide on a course idea. And here's how you market your course and all that. But no one really says like, okay, let's really think about it in this creative heart centered way. So that's awesome. I love that. It just, it makes me so happy just talking about it. Like it just, it's something that I'm so passionate about and I love so much. And I like being able to see that that it's something that can really help people and and help them when, like you said, when you're experiencing that overwhelm designing a course, or maybe you already have a course and you're noticing that a lot of your people aren't finishing it, being able to look at it with that critical lens and go, how can I make this better so that everyone can get the most out of it? And then you can turn to all those other amazing resources about launching and marketing because there's so much great information in those. They're just addressing a different need. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So as an entrepreneur, what has been the scariest, most overwhelming thing that you've found? Ooh, that is a great question. I don't know if I could say just one thing. (laughs) Oh, you can can say as many as you want. You don't have to narrow it down to one. Yeah, I think as an entrepreneur, one of the... the scariest things is just knowing that it's really, it's all on you and being able to tune into that trust and knowing that you have all that you need 
within you to really create this business that you dream of and this life that you want. And on one hand, that's really empowering. And on the other hand, that's really scary because if anything goes wrong, it's really, it's on you. And I'm, I think that it's just, it's such a roller coaster of, you know, feeling really confident and feeling like you're rocking it to feeling like you're full of self-doubt and, and, you know, what are you doing? And especially when you have people who aren't entrepreneurs in your life or who don't know about the online business world that are, this cannot fathom a world outside of a nine to five where someone else is in charge of your paycheck. And so definitely when you add in the financial pressures like that can, there's just quite a few different things to keep in mind. And so I really think it is that kind of that mindset journey that I think we like to tell ourselves we'll get to a certain place and then we'll be like, yeah, I've got this. I feel super confident, but I think there's always going to be those little self doubt bugs just kind of knitting at you on the occasional day. Mm -hmm. So how do you deal with those self doubt bug gremlins how do you deal with those? Like, do you have a practice or do you just try to tell yourself you're awesome every day? <laughs> I love the self, self-doubt gremlins. I'm totally using that. That's amazing. Um, I think it's, it's definitely, it's something for me that changes each time I'm having kind of one of those, you know, downsides to the roller coaster. Um, I think there's, there's so many different things you can do and really finding ways that, work for you and not relying on, you know, I think there's some people where affirmations really work for them. And for me, I find I, I tell myself an affirmation and that self-doubt gremlin's like, you don't believe that. That's not working for <laughs> <Yep>. you. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but there's definitely, I think I f- really find strength in my community in the sense that being able to reach out to people I've connected with um, through coffee chats and, and just be like, Hey, like I'm like having a day and I want to chat mm-hmm. about this. And, you know, I'm really lucky because I'm in a fantastic mastermind. And so mm-hmm. we really support each other. And, and whenever I'm having those days, you can just reach out and just chat about it and, and really try to get to the heart of the problem. But I also think in terms of sustainability and trying to, to support yourself before it gets to those really, you know, when the gremlins are like really coming out Mm -hmm. um, is having that connection where you can really just tap into your heart center and know like, how can I connect to my intuition and my internal wisdom? So in a way that I know I have what I need within me and I can find that sense of calm when everything is just feeling so stormy and and so I know for me yoga is just such a huge part of my life because that really is when everything things are just totally going nuts I know I can just find that place of calm on my mat yeah it's yoga is so grounding and it can really just help you kind of take all that stress out and just reconnect with yourself I love it yeah Mm -hmm. I totally agree Mm -hmm. yeah Wow. So I'm still laughing about thought gremlins that like just came to my head. Um, So what would you say for those women that are listening to this podcast, what is your biggest piece of advice that you would give them about starting their business or starting their first course or anything like that? What could keep them motivated? What could keep them excited about starting this journey? Well, I really think 
one of the pieces of advice I think I wish I'd had when I was first starting out was to really honor where you are and to know that you have all the things that you need and to not rush or stress out about having to do, you know, hashtag all the things at Mm -hmm. every single moment. And I know when I first was starting out, I really just put so much pressure on myself to get things done perfectly the first time and to do things at the level of, of people who have been in business for three to five years longer than me or even longer than that because I went, well, that's where they are and they're successful. So mm. that's what I need to start out at. You know, I need to come out of the gate, just guns a blazing, like ready to go. And I really think that what helped was I was in a mastermind and she shared this quote and I am going to mess it up, but it was something about the idea of a hundred percent perfect and trapped in your head is not going to help anyone, but getting something out and shared with the world that's 60 or 70% of the way done is going to really start to help people. And so don't get caught up in that stress of perfectionism and feeling like you're going to be able to get things right the first time. Mm -hmm. Because even if you were the most perfectionist person on the planet, and I say this as one of them, um, (laughs) you, it's not going to be perfect because there's no such thing as perfect. And that's what I always like to say. One of my mantras is practice makes progress because Mm. everything you do is progress and is moving forward and nothing is set in stone. So not getting caught up in all those details about having the exact perfect logo the first time around or the exact perfect strategy or the systems or that is just focusing down on something that's going to build your foundation and really starting to get that support network, that community of people that you can, you can support and they can support you and really help guide you on your journey. Oh, that's all such great advice because yeah, I made the exact same mistakes you were talking about when I first started. I had no community to support me. I was totally overwhelmed. I too am a perfectionist. So I got bogged down in those little things like, oh, I don't have a website or, oh, my LinkedIn sucks or, oh, I don't know what my pricing should be. And I just, it can be detrimental because you feel like, oh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready until it's been like a year and you're like, oh, I've only made like a thousand dollars because I've been stuck in this rut of having to have it all together. I completely agree. Oh my goodness. It's like you're inside my brain. That was (laughs) what my first year in business was, is I was so worried about getting things perfect. Like my, probably for the first, at least year, maybe, maybe a bit under that, I didn't even have my website up. I just had a coming soon page. And then for quite a few months after that, I, you know, was so worried. I was like, well, I can't start social media marketing because I don't have a strategy. And so if I don't have a strategy, there's no point doing it. So I'm going to wait until my strategy is perfect. Or, you know, uh, I need to write a blog, but I want it to be the perfect blog with the exact right graphics. So until I can get them right, um, that's just on my to-do list. And so I had this to-do list that was just rolling over because I had all of these Mm. things and I wanted them to be perfect. And I was getting frustrated because I wasn't seeing any forward movement in my business. And 
then I realized once I started to release those, that grip of perfectionism and just started playing and just being like, I'm going to kind of try this and I'm going to do this and I'm just going to kind of start, you know, tiptoeing into the water and just kind of seeing what's happening. And that's when I really started to feel the forward momentum in Mm. my business. That's when things really started to change when I realized that, you know, things don't have to be perfect. If you're being genuine and authentic and true to who you are and your business values, then, then it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've got you beat on the website. I think it was two and a half years before I put my website up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's a record. And then, and then it sucked. It wasn't even a good website. And I just totally rebranded my whole business uh, this past few months because I had the most terrible website up forever because I was just like, okay, this is good enough because I got to the point of like, you know, you want it to be perfect and then you're just like, whatever, I'll just throw something up there because I just need something. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I mean, it sounds like really counterintuitive, but that sometimes can be such a great mindset. It's like, I will just get something up there because I need something. And then at, when it's the timing is right, then you can have those pieces that you're like, okay, now's the time for my website refresh. Now's the time to really like tune into that amazing digital marketing strategy. Like now's the time to build a course, but there's, you know, the first iteration of anything's not going to be that great. Mm. You might think it's like the most amazing thing ever for like a couple months. And then you look back at it and you're like, Oh no, what was I thinking? Mm, yeah. I just like, that was one of the things I had to keep telling myself. I know when I was writing my master's thesis was like, there's no such thing as good writing. There's just good rewriting and good editing. Because when you have to throw something out on the page, just get the first iteration out of your brain, because then also it's gone and it can leave that space for the really good ideas to come in. Mm, Yeah, that's absolutely so true. So now that you're more established in your business, what do you feel like you struggle with more? Is it accepting the good things that are coming to you or is like, what does that look like for you now? You know, I think a lot of the lessons can be the same. And really for me, it's learning to super walk my talk in the sense of trusting that I'm exactly where I need to be in this moment. And that I do, you know, have, it's exactly like I said, like I have those things within me to create what I want. Cause I know I'm such a forward looking person. I'm always like, okay, what's next? What's next? Where do I want to be? Where I want to do this and reminding to pull myself back into the present and one, enjoy where I am and really be in this moment. And, and also just going like, you know, I've, I've gotten this far. I've built this much. So I know those things that I really want that are, that I have the big goals for. I'm going to make those happen too. So Mm -hmm. I don't need to stress about them. I can just trust that these things are going to happen the same way that these other things have happened for me. Yeah. Easier said than done, right? (laughs) Oh, so much easier said than done. I know. I definitely need a reminder. I, um, I had my, tarot cards read the other day and I got the magician for um my present card which is you know very much that thing of like here's all the ingredients you need out on the table here are Mm. these things he is ready to just cast that spell and make magic happen and I was like yeah I needed that reminder like definitely Mm. needed to kind of ground myself into this truth that I carry around with me that sometimes it's really easy to lose that when you're so have your head stuck in the future yeah 
That's so true. So if anybody wants to work with you, how can they find you online? So the two places that's best to find me is definitely through my website, which is coursewellness.com. And if you go to coursewellness.com slash wheel, there's a gift that you can get. Um, I designed a little tool for you to help people who are either have a course that's almost all the way designed or maybe one that's already built. And that can really, it's a way of making sure you're designing holistically. Nice. So that's a nice little gift you can get. And also I love Instagram. Instagram's a great way to connect with me. You can, you know, reach out. You can use my hashtag, hashtag course wellness. If you're really feeling like you're putting together a learning experience that is just, you know, you're so excited about what you want to talk about. And I love it when people reach out to me and tell me what they're working on. That's awesome. So do you have anything else you'd like to promote or talk about before we wrap up? Um, I, I mean, I have my podcast, but I think that probably just focusing on the wheel is good. I think just based off of what we talked about today, don't need to go super promotional. <laughs> Fair enough. Just wanted to give you a chance. Well, oh, thanks. thank you so much for being here. This was super fun. And I've learned a lot about the des- like course design process that I didn't even think about. So I hope everybody else gets the same, uh, information and the same insight that I did. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me and for this amazing conversation. It's just so great to really get to that authentic place. And so I really appreciate that you're creating this nice place for us to talk about these great things so that we can really just get the truth out there to people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much again. Um, And thank you guys for listening. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for the Biz Babes with Soul podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. To learn more about me, Melody Spencer, and the show, please visit swiftlysocial.com.